0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of React Roundup. I am your host today, Paige Niedringhaus, and I am joined by my esteemed panelists, Jack Harrington. Hey, Paige. And TJ Van Tol. Hey, everybody. And our special guest today is Levin Katsaja. Welcome, Levin.
1: Uh, hi, everyone. Hi.
0: So Levin, we are very glad to have you on the show today, and we would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners and tell us why you're famous and what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm kind of very much famous, but yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm getting there. I don't
2: know. <laughs> 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 I like that. Everybody, he's always like, "I'm not famous," but I, he's like, "Yeah, maybe
1: someday." Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, I am a uh, software developer, mainly focused on React JS. Yeah, uh, my uh, most uh, like uh, my uh, strongest skills are React, TypeScript, JavaScript, you know, CSS, CSS, uh, and yeah, such kind of things. Uh, I have about like um, a small experience of uh, in software development and working experience, like two or two point five years of experience. Yeah, I. Basically, uh, I want to say that I am still very young in the uh, profession of software development. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I have enough you know, uh, competence and enough knowledge to talk about software topics, but uh, I, guess, I guess I can talk about my experience uh, with creating BlockMan and uh, my road from zero to building something useful. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, two and a half years is, I think that's probably not too far off from a lot of people who are getting into the web development space now. So we'd love to hear kind of, did you have a, a first career before this?
1: Uh, I was a software tester for about a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I that think that's kind a good of, starting
1: point for folks, actually. Yeah, so, yeah you know, kind of led you yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you get you get an understanding of like what, what engineers look like, you know, what they, how they work, and all that stuff, and and then you're like, get, get into it, you're like, oh, okay, I can, I think I can do this. now. that's cool. Sure. Well, you mentioned BlockMan. What is what is BlockMan? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: basically, uh, well, uh, BlockMan is a, a VS Code extension. Uh, it's a visual helper for developers, and it helps us to perceive and, uh, and understand code structure more mm-hmm. quickly and more quickly. Uh, and and yeah, I, uh, I uh, it took me about you know six months to build, and uh, this the process is still continuing. I uh, continue maintaining and fix some bugs, and also uh, with the help of uh, community, uh, uh, community actually helped me so much with some great ideas, some cool ideas, some some pull requests, and so on. And oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that many, many people find BlockMan useful and many people love it. And I also love it. And yeah, I'm very happy about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, for the users who have not downloaded or tried out Blockman yet, how would you describe it to them and kind of give them an idea of what it is and why you might want to use it in your development
1: toolkit? Uh, yeah, basically, it, it is uh, um, a helper for our eyes, and uh, I think it, uh, it helps uh, with the creativity, it helps with, you know... Um, uh, to to uh, to do the job and to, you know, focus on certain blocks easier. You don't have to, you know, uh, you don't have to uh, search for uh, opening bracket and closing bracket. Where is this bracket? Where is this bracket? And mine just goes, blow, blows away. Yeah. So, uh, Blockman is just very simple idea and it just works. <laughs> yeah.
2: Been there, done that with it's, the bracket balancing and stuff. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that's hard to describe through like having an audio medium, right? Where it's text-based <laughs> it's it's something like if you see an image of this extension, you know we, in like yes. a half second what this does. Yeah. But like describing it is kind of hard. But the name kind of says it all because it basically quite literally draws blocks or boxes <laughs> around your nesting levels which like immediately resonated with me or I, and i think any software developer can understand the problem because if you're working on an s- app at scale you're going to have at least some of your code that turns into just a nested mess right oh, like yeah. and you're you're six levels deep on line 272 and you're like <laughs> Crap! Am I in the and if, the opening bracket I, is on like like one hundred and seventy? Yeah, yeah, right. Five yeah, pages function away. Am I in? Yeah, <laughs> Which exactly. function am I in? Am I, am I in a function? Am I in a loop? <laughs> like you, you lose all context. So this extension just draws a square around your current scope, so you you can easily just visually see. Oh, okay. I'm. This is the block yeah. I'm in, which is super mm-hmm. super cool.
1: Yeah, and not just square; it is very flexible. If if uh, it's impossible to square, it, it uh, changes shape in a way. In, uh, in, it tries to change. Uh, in
2: really? Oh, okay. I got, try, I got to check that out. That's neat. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I think that TJ kind of just gave us the reasoning for why Blockman might be useful, but I'm really interested in how you built it because VS Code mm-hmm. extensions are awesome. I love them. I use lots of them. I have never once thought about how to build my own. So I'd love to hear how how that process works.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, me and also many people noted that why on earth this was not already available. Why why not? Why, <laughs> yeah, we already, already created it because I think it's very natural to um, to build such kind of tool. I think so so when uh, when i uh, started when i um, you know um, started building on blockchain, where actually uh, i was uh, i i was in my first job and i had only about 3 years of work experience i was very uh, unexperienced and i barely barely uh, could you know I, my coding skills were very uh, almost zero and but uh, you know, when i when I was working in vs code in my first job uh, and I was searching brackets and brackets and brackets I thought that there should be something some some kind of helper for this uh, i, I, I always I was almost I was almost sure that um, there was some kind of extension because uh, vs code has thousands of extensions right so maybe there was an extension or uh, I was almost sure that that um, it was it would be somewhere in the settings or options or somewhere in the VS code, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I just googled it, and I also couldn't find it uh, in other uh, software as well. Uh, actually, I found uh, I found one software. It's called BlueJ. Maybe you heard about that. It's, it's BlueJ. Yeah, oh. it's BlueJ software. It's a Java editor. I guess it's Java mm. editor. And BlueJ basically. Um, I, I discovered that BlueJ basically does what I wanted. It it draws uh, squares and rectangles, uh, mm-hmm. code, uh, in the code uh, blocks, and that the thing was that it was not uh, on the VS code, and also it was very it was very limited. It was low quality. It had it had many bugs and some visual artifacts, and uh, yeah, it it was far from my uh, imagination of how it how it could be uh, mm-hmm. made, yeah. So um, I, I decided why not make it myself. There you go, nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> that's even the way though, you do it. Even though I uh, had very little experience with creating um, VS Code extensions, uh, so I, I just uh, did started doing very you know simple initial things like searching youtube how to create blockman vs code <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's a very good start always it's, it's yeah. always a good start. <laughs> yeah, i found some uh, some tutorials some uh textual and video tutorials and uh after many months <laughs> after many months and after so much struggle and so much debugging and struggle and struggle uh, i finally reached the finish line but also history is very very interesting here i think so because at some point after about after several, after several weeks at some point i discovered that vs code had certain limitation that uh, it was impossible to, uh, in some situations, it was impossible to draw many blocks in the UI of VS Code. So mm-hmm. it was basically, I was going to give up. And um, so it, it was impossible to to build Blockman. So uh, I thought uh, about it for several days, and I decided to um, post a feature request on VS Code GitHub repo. <laughs> So uh, I posted it. I uh, asked them to please, you know, uh, uh, you know, implement this or change this behavior. So it is. It's not such kind. Of, it, had, it will not such kind of limitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, after several days, it turned out that it was not. It was a bug of the code. Oh, (laughs) there you go. So they basically uh, thanked me and they uh, fixed it uh, pretty soon and I was happy. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: So I'm curious, like, what are the actual, how did you actually build the block band for VS Code? Is it written in JavaScript? Is it written in some other coding language? Like, how do you go about, or how do you test it also? How do you test it locally as you're building this thing?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I, I built it with TypeScript, which is super set of JavaScript, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's just TypeScript and I um, VS Code, uh, you know, extension. Building the extension environment has its testing, um, testing feature, so I could test it in my local environment. And also, it's easy to build it and publish it. And uh, it's uh, it's it's not hard. It's easy. But all I had to do was to just sit down and work work on it. Yeah.
3: I'm very curious about the actual algorithm you're using here because to me it's kind of fascinating and we don't, don't have to go like too deep but does vs code expose things like are you getting like access like how do you paint a box right because it's you're you have to get like vs code has to tell you like characters or is it like are is it like something like canvas like I, I'm just sort of fascinated that this is even. Possible, mm-hmm. honestly.
1: Yeah, actually, um, creating like advanced uh, HTML elements is limited in VS Code, but basic HTML boxes is uh, permissible. So I, uh, they are just simple div div boxes, right? Simple div boxes with some, uh, you know, border radius and borders and so on. Uh, but uh, but it's it's not as easily styleable as in simple CSS. It's, it has some it's strange uh, ways to do it. Uh, you can see it in the <laughs> source code. Uh, so basically uh, about the algorithms, uh, yeah. Um, first, block main was very unoptimized, very slow. Uh, it, it sometimes frees the entire UI. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, the process was going like over like many months. So when I tested it every day, I I lived with it like almost twenty-four-seven. I I lived with it. I I was working inside it almost every day, and uh, I almost felt the entire code. And I almost felt where was uh, the issue, where was the problem, and. Uh, somehow I, I didn't have much experience with uh, writing algorithms. Uh, yeah, I, I had some training in lead code website and uh, hacker rank website, but not not uh, not so much. Uh, actually, I, I'm i basically, you know, self, uh, self-taught. Self-taught, yeah, self-taught. Yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, um, I tried to, you know, implement more, S- smarter ways to smarter ways to uh, render blocks and so on because for example uh, let's say we have like we have like 2000 lines code file and um, if we try to render blocks for the entire file it it uh, rendering engine is very slow for it so finally i uh, i uh, decided to optimize it in a way that it only renders blocks in the current viewport area right and also it listens to the scrolling uh, events and it dynamically changes these uh, these rendered blocks so that's the basic idea and also there are many uh, like many small or large algorithmic uh, deep uh, thinking and big trouble it was a big struggle yeah
0: <laughs> you can only imagine. So I'm curious, does Blockman work with other programming languages besides JavaScript and TypeScript? Could it do Python or Java or some of the other languages that people mm, tend to use?
1: Yeah, sure. Blockman works in many languages. Uh, it includes Python, uh, YAML, JavaScript, TypeScript, JSX, TSX, CSS, CSS, Java, C++, C, C <laughs> <and, laughs> Well, actually, uh, yeah, many more. Uh, also uh, powershell script and, and many more yeah the thing is that um, I I don't have much you know knowledge about AST abstract syntax tree and writing you know parsing and tokenizing algorithms myself a lot. so I used um, pre-written libraries for it so I mm-hmm. basically, yeah basically I used uh, bracket peer colorizer to. Extension source code for mm-hmm. for tokenizing. <laughs> I was just going to say, that was like before
2: this, bracket colorizer is the thing. And then bracket colorizer is all you, it's deprecated, it's deprecated. Nobody's going to, you know, you're like, ah, but it's great. I just want yeah. it. Like, why
0: I is it
1: deprecated? Like, well, VS yeah, Code, thing, I think,
0: built it in.
1: I can't. Can, oh, is that it? Mm. Yeah, I, I can't so. can say, can say a word about it, why it was deprecated. Uh, uh, So, the thing is uh, the performance. Um, So, the Packet Preparizer 2 had some performance issue and Blockman uses the same source code. So, basically, it has the same performance. But the thing is that uh, Blockman uses debouncing for about one second for every re-render on every text change. And I, I think um, it's not a deal breaker from for many users because almost already two years passed and many people still love it and still still uh, I still receive many uh, amazing and lovely comments from from the community <laughs> and uh, yeah the basic idea of blockman is uh, of optimization is the bouncing for about 1.2 seconds. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's it for 40
2: Listen, if your file is so big <laughs> that you've got, like, performance problems <laughs> on in your VS Code, maybe maybe it's, split the file up.
1: Yeah, you know? sure, sure.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just a little bit of sanity. No, Jack, great.
0: the 10,000 line <laughs> file needs to stay 10,000
2: <laughs> line. Paige is like, what about my 10,000 line file? <laughs>
3: Well, I'll say, though, too, like it's I can I understand that, though, because my editor is the one place where I will not tolerate any delay or any latency. Mm. Right. Like if I if I go to do something in my code, like switch a line or do whatever and it pauses like a second there, like I'm done with that editor. Right. Or I'm, I'm seeing if there's a problem with it or I'm like completely like I have no tolerance for that. Uh, so, like, so if there are slow extensions, like they are gone immediately. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't even like waste,
1: uh,
3: waste any time. Like, unless they're providing like me some absolutely enormous value or they're essential to my workflow. If they slow me down at all, I, I want nothing to do with uh, yeah, that. Right.
1: The thing, so, uh, the thing is that Blockman doesn't slow down uh, UI or anything else. It just uh, works, debouncing uh, for itself. It, yeah, it does not slow anything down. We can, we can type text always. It just uh, optimizes itself. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah.
3: I've also been, I've just been perusing the, the the code here too. It's interesting because it's, you register commands so that you can toggle, people can toggle it on and off, yeah. which is kind of nice because I could totally see like, for this sort of extension for me, it's like a sometimes I want this, but most of the time I don't, right? like. I kind of like the noise being gone when I'm looking at my code, but like when I need it, right, it's nice to have like something I can reach to to say like, oh, I'm opening that file again. That's got like all this mess. And like, I need I need my hand held a little bit through this. So I kind of like that as well.
1: Sure, sure. Blockman has so many uh, commands and so many uh, settings, so, so many configurations and customizations. Yeah, with colors, you know, um, nesting depth uh, and maximum depth, and you uh, can turn on off like analyzing curly brackets, square brackets, round brackets, tags, HTML uh, uh, tags, and also in, uh, indentation, indent, dedent tokens of Python and YAML, in, indenting based languages. Uh, and uh, I, I think the uh, biggest problem of Blockman is. Python because uh, uh, actually I I, um, I had to find a separate separate parsing library for Python mm. and uh, uh, it's not uh, uh, well it works fine in in about like five hundred or five hundred line code but after that it it feels slow and but but many Python developers love it. <laughs> <laughs> And well, it, it it's not a deal breaker, I think so. And uh, basically, even still now, I'm still trying to you know improve Bulkman and uh, somehow find another ways, find another solutions to improve it for parsing or rendering and so on and so on. And actually, made um, actually uh, just several weeks ago or several days ago, I uh, posted another feature request in. VS Code GitHub repo, which is about, you no, know, um, the thing is that right now VS Code doesn't give uh, extensions access to the AST, AST tokens, abstract syntax tree tokens. So well, that'd be good
2: if they did. I mean, you could be compatible with everything, and you wouldn't have to do it yourself. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that, that's why uh, that's why I had to find third party libraries for parsing, tokenizing all these main, so many languages and. That's, that's why uh, it's, it feels slower than it should be. Because if, if uh, the host, if the you know, native host already does the uh, tokenizing and parsing, you know, uh, why on earth should I do it twice, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and actually the um, uh, VS Code team, I think they, also like like blockchain idea, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess they find it like too uh, too difficult or too unsafe to expose the tokens native tokens to extensions. And uh, there is, you know, uh, I can link the uh, GitHub repo and, and the, uh, the conversation about it, and you can uh, you can uh, you know learn more about it if you would like. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, no. your implementing BlockMan is as just a normal part of VS Code would not be the first extension that has popped up, been really useful and loved by the community, and then the VS Code team just goes and builds it in. So it's very possible that they may end up doing that if it gets popular enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I hope for my own Code to go away at some point mm-hmm. to no longer be needed. I like it. Right, that's
1: good. And also, I, it's uh, it's worth noting that uh, it's uh, it's okay that uh, it's reality that it's uh, it's, um, it's based on taste of, of people. Some people have different taste and they don't like Blockman, uh, and it's okay. It's understandable, um, sure. But I'm happy that I think most of the people like it. Yeah, I think so. yeah well, definitely yeah, solve I mean, the problem.
0: That's the nice thing about extensions. You you add them, you try them out, you decide they're for me or they're not, and you just go on with your
1: development. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And some people think that uh, with their taste they don't like blockchain, but because blockchain has so many customizations, for example, they can uh, you know disable uh, background and just draw borders or maybe just draw only the focused block. Yeah, as you know, Blockman has a focus uh, feature, so when we, when you click anywhere in the center block, it uh, it uh, focuses on that block. And yeah, it has so many customizations, you can customize colors and so on and so on, and maybe, maybe uh, it can fit with your taste, yeah.
0: So what kind of uh, features do you see Blockman Developing in the future, like, do you have a product roadmap or things that you'd like to add to it that it doesn't currently support? Uh, uh,
1: I don't have uh, like a specific uh, plan and roadmap right now because you know uh, uh, in in current uh, current uh, period of my life, I uh, am more focused on my job and my you know, work and gaining some some more experience as a software developer. <laughs> And uh, and uh, from time to time, I uh, go back to my source code and some making some updates based on feedback, some feedback, some and so on, some updates, some you know, uh, bug fixes, and so on. Yeah.
3: What is the open source nature of the project, Ben? You mentioned earlier you got some like good work on that. Has it been? Have you found it useful to have it open source? Has it been a pain? Like, do you have to deal with just Know random issues and complaints. What it what has that experience been like?
1: Uh, uh, so, in terms of community and feedback, right? Yeah. Um, actually, um, feedback. Yeah, uh, sometimes I uh, had like some harsh feedback, like it doesn't work, it's garbage, it <laughs> haters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. But, but it, was, it was like like less than less than one percent. Yeah. Uh, most of the experience yeah. with feedback at community was so lovely and so amazing, and they helped me so much. Uh, yeah, with, uh, for example, one uh, one uh, developer uh, made a pull request to uh, to support SQL language in BlockMan. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh wow. nice.
1: Yeah, that would help. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You think the, the curly braces stuff in JavaScript is bad? <laughs> Although, uh, so, yeah, I think like a Lisp or something like that. Oh my god, that might this mm-hmm. might actually act, somehow get me back into like the Lisp syntax because mm-hmm. of all those ugh, those <laughs> nested parentheses. I can't even. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, are you open to additional contributors to the the repo, or is it mostly you who would prefer to do the development for it?
1: Uh, well of course, I'm open to any contributors. Yeah, I, I believe in the work of community. Yeah.
3: Thanks.
2: So, what are you looking at in your day job? Then you said you you do a lot of Next.js. Like, you know, what uh, is what is your day job?
1: Yeah, uh, basically, I have uh, two jobs right now. <laughs> Whoa.
2: Okay. And then and then post and then
1: yeah. Uh, so basically, my work is about uh, React JS, building some educa- educational um, website, and also mm-hmm. I uh, work on uh, backend with Nest.js and TypeScript oh. and so on. Yeah, ba- basically that is my work with some you know, styling CSS and yeah, that's it. Yeah.
2: Cool. So what when you say educational content, you are yeah you. Is an educational platform. What, you, what are you working
1: start-up. on? It's a startup with some oh. uh, specific, and new ideas about uh, educating you know, children, and we are still awesome. working on it. And yeah,
0: that's great. That's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so Levin, let's talk a little bit more about how you you made the transition because it doesn't it sounds like you were in tech and you were doing software testing and things like that but do you have any formal like CS degree background or was it really that you just got into it you enjoyed it and you started learning on your own to actually do the coding part of it
1: uh, well actually I graduated a uh, bachelor's degree in the University of Georgia and also master's degree in Georgian Technical University, but mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> but uh, it was not the greatest experience in terms of learning development. So uh, I mostly I learned it myself. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. And actually, actually um, in the Georgian Technical University. Uh, actually, I uh, I used Blockman uh, as a master's degree project, and they also liked it. <laughs> that
0: is very cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I when I uh, uh, finished building Blockman, I thought, why not use it as a master's degree? It's already it's already done. It's already finished the project. So it's
2: useful. You can talk about it in in depth. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it was pretty successful. <laughs> yeah
2: so yeah it is it really is
0: (laughs) so what kind of um what kind of advice would you have for people who are either looking to transition into tech or who are looking to build their own extensions like i obviously you've had some pretty significant experience in both of those things now so how would you you know what what pitfalls would you tell people to avoid or things to really focus on
1: um, well, I think um, well, the basic part of you know um, learning anything, especially like software development, is persistent. Like uh, sitting many hours and uh, learning, and uh, not uh, do not give up on the first error you get. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the idea. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that's it. Uh, you have to. Uh, uh, you have to be very persistent and uh, very dedicated, and you have to love your work. Otherwise, it's, it's almost impossible to do it.
2: You know, I, th- I think what you probably learned in this is a lot of the persistence skills that you talked about. Like, it, if it doesn't work, I'm going to try to figure out why yeah. it doesn't work first and I'm gonna dig into it and see if I can figure it out. And then if, it does, if that doesn't work, then I eventually
1: might get back to the VS Code team and say, hey, what's up with this? You know, but... Yeah, yeah it, it, when I was building Blockman at some point, it, it was, I think it was like several times when I almost gave up because there were some, some kind of technical difficulties, some kind of technical limitations. And I couldn't solve it for many days, Sometimes, sometimes one week, sometimes two weeks. And uh, I thought I thought it was it. Uh, Let's let's give up. But after some rest, several days, and then then I uh, went back went back to the computer, and whoa, (laughs) I can do it. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes the solution just comes in my mind. Yeah,
3: I'm a big believer in sleeping sleeping on it when you run into a really hard technical problem. Like there's sometimes there's no point, you can just spend hours just staring into your monitor and not accomplish something when, when lots of times you just walk away and you come back the next day, sometimes you can, it's, it's amazing how many times I've had that experience where I've Mm -hmm. spent hours on something and then I figured out the answer in like two minutes the next day. It's, It's, yeah,
0: it's so true. I mean, I can't, like you, TJ, I can't even count the number of times where I've been hacking at something it keeps not working I walk away and do something else the dishes take a take a walk just do something and suddenly think of another way to try it that I hadn't yep. previously
2: exactly yeah yeah been there done that and and I think actually over time the cycles get a little bit shorter right <laughs> in the beginning it's you know it'll take a couple of days to figure it out and then you know, as you get later in your career, it's like, just go on a walk, get some fresh air, you need it anyway, and then you eventually like, oh, right, if I just passed true, there is, <laughs> you know, oh, that's what it was, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's right.
2: And the other thing is, I think a lot of folks get stuck on not just wanting it to work, but wanting it to be really elegant in the first go, and I think that... Easiest way to, to kind of get unstuck is just be like, I don't care what it's gonna look like. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. throw everything at the wall, and then eventually something's gonna work. And then when it, when it finally works, and I convince myself it can work, then I'll go and just like literally just get reset, and then just like <laughs> take the nice clean path that I finally figured out after just just blah, you know that sort of thing. I think there's that old maxim: make it work, make it good, make it fast would
0: be mm-hmm.
1: the
2: three, yeah. three steps.
0: <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So Levin, as you've been getting yourself up to speed and learning to be a developer and things like that, do you have any particular resources that you would say have been really good for you, whether they're like online learning tutorials or websites that you found really useful? Is there anything in particular that you thought was you just has been really, really good in... For people getting up to speed in coding.
1: Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, I, uh, sh- uh, I, uh, of course, I would like to say it's the Jack Harrington's YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, and basically, uh, uh, basically, um, there. Are, I think there are many websites. Uh, I uh, there are many YouTube channels and. Many good resources online on the internet. You just have to, you just have to, you know, uh, sit down and learn it. Everything is basically for free on the internet, and uh, what you have to do is just, just sit down and learn. Yeah, that's it, I
2: think so. I think everybody underestimates how long it's going to take because there's so many companies out there saying six months. We're going to have you go from you know, car mechanic to developer and man, you're going to be at Google with a hat making, you know, gazillion dollars and people are like, yeah, sounds great. And you're like, that's not reality. That's not yeah, reality um, at all.
1: Yeah, basically such com- such companies, such uh, courses and also universities basically gives us some roadmaps. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and you, then you have to. Um, you have to do it. You have to do it, yeah. Just sit down in your in home and you have to learn it. Yeah, it's, it's your job, not, not the job of the university, to put something in your head.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. And you can't just fall back on other people all the time. When you get stuck, part of learning is learning how to unstick yourself, right? Yeah. Going through the motions of the debugging. like That's one thing that I find often that people get stuck on is like, hey, I, I ran into this, but w- what did you try? Like, did you try, or did you just like you got stuck? And then you're like, I'm just gonna jump on Discord and start like ha- asking people, like, "Hey, I got this error. What does it mean? I don't know. Read the error. Like, what does it mean? <laughs> like, yeah. We, we try to make errors very self explanatory.
1: Yeah, that's the main job, and that's the, the most important skill of software developer. That right? is the, uh, it's uh finding a solution, finding, uh, and solving solving a problem. You with with yourself or with some in the Internet, searching something on the Internet, basically finding any finding a solution with any problem. That's the idea.
2: And it's fun. Like when you get it and you get it, it actually, it works. You're like, man, I'm Sherlock Holmes. This is great. I've just solved a mystery. Woo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bring out Scooby. Let's get some Scooby snacks. You know, whatever. <laughs>
0: Well, Levin, it has been a pleasure to talk to you today. Is there anything that we've talked that we have not really commented on or covered yet that you'd like to, whether it's Blockman or something else that you're working on?
1: Um, Well, I don't have anything uh, much in my mind right now. Actually, I have... Some other ideas to to for other projects, but mm. as I said, as I said uh, currently I'm more focused on on improving myself with my job and just gaining some experience. And uh, maybe maybe uh, some other ideas of my uh, of myself is going uh, to be built, I guess so, <laughs> and going to be successful. I hope, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're not going to share those ideas with us and our listeners right now, is what you're saying. Uh, it's,
1: it's not fully, uh, fully uh, structured, so I cannot <laughs> talk much about it.
0: <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Well, when you do build those extensions or those web apps or whatever they happen to be, we'll be happy to have you on to tell us all about them then.
2: Thank so Absolutely. Much. Thanks so much. <laughs>
0: So if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to contribute to Blockman, or if they want to talk to you about anything else, where are the best places to reach you online?
1: Um, well, you can, they, can, they can just visit uh, the uh, official page of Blockman, and they, 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 they can see the links of my YouTube channel or my LinkedIn or many, many other social networks. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Well, this is the part of the show where we're going to move into picks. And these could be TV shows that we're watching, books that we're reading, gadgets that we have found that we like. So, Jack, would you like to kick us off this week with a pick?
2: Sure. I have a command line tool. If you are on Mac and OS X, there is a, a thing you can install, brew install, called NCDU. And uh, so it's just brew install NCDU and it gives you like an interactive disc usage display where you can just say, Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't know I had like 18 gigs in this cache file over here. It's, and it's great. I mean, honestly, you get like a one terabyte, two terabyte, you know, ma- machine and you're like, well, I'll, I'll never fill that up. And then the next thing you know, like six months later, you're like, wow. I need to clean a lot of stuff off. So this helps with that. And it f- helps find those little hidden corners that, that software tends to jam stuff into. And you're like, whoa, it's taking up 180 gigs. Are you kidding me? Kind of thing.
0: Nice. Yeah. Always need stuff like that to clean up or at oh, least to yeah. show you where the junk is hidden on your machine. There's another
2: one also called MP uh, that you use MPX on. MPX. So this, I guess, would work on Windows as well. So for the Windows folks, uh, MPX and then NPKIL, uh M-P-K-I-L-L. And it's just for node modules. It's just the same thing, but it's just for node modules. So if you've got like a ton of random side projects around, it'll you know, say, hey, you got, you know, 20 gigs in this in this node module over here. And those are big. I mean, mm-hmm. node modules, any React project is going to have a couple gigs worth of node modules.
0: It's crazy yeah. when you think about yeah. it. Nice. I've heard of that one before, and I've used, mm. even heard that people have set up processes. So if something isn't opened for 30 days or a certain amount of time, it'll actually just delete <sighs> the node modules out of the project for you. But that, that would be I'd like that that yeah, good uh, yeah, yeah, big time.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Nice. I'll have to check that out. So, uh, TJ, what do you have for us this week? Oh,
3: man, I just installed NCDU. It's running right now. It's Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll have uh, to... Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> <laughs> report back i'm curious what it's it's like uh mm. this would be a fun one to run at like the coffee shop because it's very matrixy it's looks like uh, a yeah right very oh, wow look what i'm doing right it's now. very cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but my pick this week is gonna be dungeons and dragons honor among Ooh. thieves uh which was really good we saw it this weekend and it it's a really good movie because it it found the right balances it doesn't take itself too seriously it kind of just has fun with a you know the Dungeons and Dragons IP and such. It's it's funny. You don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just sort of casually aware of that sort of universe, and I, I had no trouble following along. So they did a really good job. It was a good <laughs> good movie. Highly
0: recommended. Nice, very nice. Uh, Levin, do you have something that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, well, uh, thanks everyone uh, for watching, and uh, I hope. Uh, you will check out my my creation, the VSCO <laughs> description blockman, and hope you will like it. Yeah,
0: Very good. Self-plug so and promotion all at the same time. There you
2: go. Exactly. <laughs> Shameless so, plug. Um, I love it.
0: Exactly. So my pick this week is going to be um, a series that's called The Mayor of Kingstown, and it recently mm. just came out with its second season. It's on Paramount Plus in the U.S. if you're streaming through that. Uh, and it's great because Jeremy Renner, who is um, Hawkeye in all the Marvel movies, is the star of it. And it's it's very, very different than that, though. It's about a town mm-hmm. in Michigan that is kind of like gang central. You know, it's it's cops versus prisons versus the gangs on the streets. And it's trying to keep the peace between all three of those different factions who all have their own goals Um So it's really interesting to see and, uh, well, very well acted. The drama is great. Um, so if you're looking for kind of a, a grittier, uh, series, I would definitely say it's, it's worth a try.
2: I will definitely do that.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, Levin, it has been so great having you on the show today. Uh, thank you for joining us on React Roundup and we will see everybody next week.